Hi class, this is chapter two from entrepreneurship class. And um, let's start right away. Okay. Um, in the last class, we spoke about uh, uh, an entrepreneurship as a person. Now in this uh, chapter, we'll talk more about the entrepreneurship as a corporate, as a corporate, what it means for an entrepreneur. So um, this is whether you uh, uh, interest in the corporate entrepreneurship is there is an in, is an interest we said in the early classes that we um, um, uh, there is two type of entrepreneurship. And this is an individual that was an individual entrepreneurship, but there ways management are more interested now to to take in on to entrepreneurship. So there is because there is an interest in the corporate entrepreneurship. Uh, an increased social interest of doing your own thing. And the reason because there were some cases where, for example, Steve Jobs was working for a Xerox and he didn't like the situation. He walked out and opened his own company. So there, there is an interest and pressure uh, uh, on uh, co companies uh, to, uh, to do your own thing. So the corporate trying to open some kind of a windows for entrepreneurship. The entrepreneurship spirit is a critical for innovation and growth. So if a company wants to grow or invent new things and keep surviving, it's the entrepreneurship is could be one of the main uh, critical issues that they need to um, uh, take care of it. And also there is a hyper competition forces focus on a product productivities and costs. So everybody trying to lower the cost, everybody trying to be more productive and uh, have a better product. So you need to have some kind of an entrepreneurship that to do such thing. So developing corporate uh, uh, entrepreneurship helps overcoming the resistance or to flexibilities resistance to growth and resistance to diversification. Entrepreneurial in the, uh, consists of four elements, which for the um, new business venture, organization and innovation, or uh, and self-renewal and proactive. So these are um, kind of uh, things that uh, a corporation would like to uh, have these kind of uh, uh, characteristics. Uh, they want to be uh, um, venturing in a new business or a new countries, or uh, you know, they want to more become innovative, and uh, they want to do some self renewal. Comes you know, uh, like Nokia did many many times on went to so many stages. Uh, when they stopped being uh, entrepreneurial approach, they really went out of the business for mobile, but they still on the servers are there. And uh, proactive, they want to be very proactive in the, in the market. 
So this is the issues why companies are interested in these four elements. The strategic uh, orientation and commitment to opportunity. Now you see every company, they usually have this strategy plan and then there is strategy plan, they would show um, some kind of commitment to opportunities and in the, every company will be kind of focused on their uh, strategy plan and strategic approach. So uh, part of there would be, uh, you know, um, commitment to opportunity and to opportunity comes in with the entrepreneurship spirit. Both entrepreneurship and strategy have important implication for the performance of the, of the firm. As we said, you know, companies needs to be more proactive, more competitive in many fields. So they need to come up with the new ideas um, uh, to be better than others. And also they, they need to stick with their strategy also. The strategic orientation are those factors that are inputs into formulation of the firm strategy. What does that mean? In the entrepreneurial management, is it driven by opportunity and not resources? Resources do not constrain entrepreneurial managed firm. In a way, we said in the last class that an entrepreneur, um, he doesn't look at how he, um, whether he have the resources or not. He looks at the fact that does he have access to resources? Uh, and uh, that's what makes it different between a non-entrepreneur and an entrepreneur. And, and uh, this is also has same thing in a company-wise, in a, in a you know, corporate-wise. The, the, the entrepreneurial management, usually they wanna see whether they have access to resources. They don't need to hold on to the resources. And the entrepreneurial orientation toward opportunity allows firms to rapidly um, pursue uh, opportunities, seizing the windows of opportunity. In other words, it's like, you know, um, <clears throat> companies who has this entrepreneurial spirit, they are very quickly to um, get involved into this venture. Uh, on the other hand, uh, uh, non-entrepreneurs companies, it takes time and take timing of sizing, uh, seeing the, the, you know, whether they have the resources and that takes so much, uh, you know, sometimes they miss the, the windows of opportunity because of the, you know, these um, measures. So, um, The issue here, the commitment of resources and control of resources. As we said, there is two type of uh, entrepreneur, uh, two type one entrepreneurship um, corporation and there is one is none. And then uh, the entrepreneurial orientation is toward the commitment of resources, minimize the resource needed to persuade an opportunity. So traditionally managed firms commit resource on a large scales, but in this, this in entrepreneurial companies, 
they just commit to the access to the resources so they can pursue it very, very large. In other words, put it this way. Um, uh, two, two, a good example, two people who wants to jump in a pool, one sees the water and he jumps in the pool and then others start measuring how deep is the pool, whether enough water there, is it warm enough, all these process by the time probably he did, he did all these measures, the, the, the weather has changed and there is no time for this. So that's the difference between, between an entrepreneurial and non-entrepreneurial. The entrepreneurial usually, once they see the resources, access to the resources, they will do, you know, um, they will jump on the opportunity. So entrepreneurial managed firms are less concerned about the ownership of resources just like the individual entrepreneurs, they just want to have access to the other resources. They don't care about whether they own these resources or not. Um, in the traditionally managed firms focus on the ownership and accumulating of resources. So the traditional one, usually they say, okay, we, know, we need to enough, have enough uh, funds. We need to have enough resources. They get everything ready before they start. In the corporation, entrepreneurial spirit without them, they start and then they get things as ready as long as they have access to these resources. So this is the main difference that you want to see, you would see different between these two uh, type of organization. Now, it's with entrepreneurial corporation, um, it's also, uh, there is a management structure is different and the reward philosophy also is, is different. So um, uh, an entrepreneurial orientation toward management structure is organic with a few layers and many communication channels. If you walk into a company and you see there is very strict communication channels and for a process of approval, it takes longer time or more process there for an approval, then you know this is not an entrepreneurial one. But if you see that there is so many communication channels and they can get an approval very quickly, this is where they, there is the, they have implemented the spirit of entrepreneurship. So a traditional managed firm structure is suited for internal efficiency of allocating control uh, resources. In other words, the, the, the company who is, does not have uh, an entrepreneurial spread, they work on based on the efficiencies and they, they look at very traditional way of communication. Entrepreneurial managed, managed firms focus on uh, pursuing opportunity representing the new value of the firm. So they have an entrepreneurial philosophy toward the reward. The way they look at the reward, they don't look at um, access to the uh, resources. They look at uh, the process of the person who is doing the, this entrepreneurship. And uh, on, the, on the other hand, the traditional companies determined by the amount of resources and employee control. The more resources you control, the more you have a chance of 
uh, growing within the company. Then entrepreneurship, the, they look at the process of um, and the activities of this uh, individual in order to be promoted. So there is some differences between them. The other thing that they are, um, uh, it's a growth oriented and entrepreneurial culture. A firm with an entrepreneurial orientation toward growth has a strong desire to expand the firms rapidly. So they don't do all these calculations. So they will go and start establishing the firms, the representatives, because they have the entrepreneurial spirit. On the other hand, the firms prefer to grow, uh, regular firms uh, to grow, uh, to be slowly and steadily and safely. There's also cultural distinguish between entrepreneurial and uh, traditional managed firm. Uh, entrepreneurial orientation towards culture and encourage the generation of idea, open-minded experimentation, uh, allowing failing, creative output, out-of-box thinking, all these things. In the, uh, they encourage such as an ideas. Um, in the manage, in the traditional managed firm culture, employees is uh, first assess the resources it control. So this is where we said the the entrepreneur companies usually, um, as long as they have access to the resources, what well, they will commit. The traditional one that we say, okay, let's see how many employees we have. We can put them in this project how much money we have. Um, they will assess everything before they move on. Most of the firms actually, they, they don't have that two extreme things. Some of them, they probably in the middle of this between the traditional and entrepreneurial managed companies. So in general, uh, the characteristics of an environment uh, for entrepreneurial companies is that the organizational organizations operate on a frontier of technology. They always adopt the new technology um, and they're always up ahead of uh, everybody in utilizing the technology. They're always encouraging the new ideas. The trial and error is encouraged. So if you try and you fail, that's okay. So fatal are allowed, no limit for opportunities. There is no parameters, you're so open. Um, the resources are available and accessible for somebody with an idea. They can talk to their super, supervisor or manager and right away they can have an access to it. Um, Multidisciplined teamwork usually an individual has more than one task or one position. Um, they look at the long time, long time horizons and they have some kind of a volunteer programs where people can be, if they have an idea, they can work on it as a volunteer or as a green prepaid, paid for that. Um, they set up an appropriate reward system, as we said, is the rewarding in entrepreneurial is different than uh, traditional uh, organization. 
and uh, basically they do uh, you know um, set it up that way and not uh, how much is the employees holding resources is the process of coming up with an idea how many ideas and how much can help this sponsor and championship available and support uh, you get it usually support from the top management to come up with an ideas so these are the issues that characterize uh, any entrepreneurial environment and company on other hand also as a, as a leadership of a corporate entrepreneurial they have um, a, a corporate entrepreneur understanding of the environment so they are mentally they uh, they do have an understanding that they are into invention coming up venturing and all these things uh, the, the, they must be visionary leaders a person a dreaming a great dreams so the management they always have them uh, you know visions they must be flexible and create uh, management options they encourage teamwork using a multidiscipline approach and uh, corporate entrepreneurs encourage open discussions openness leads to a strong coalition of supporters a corporate entrepreneur must be persistent to make a new venture successfully if you notice there are so many of these characteristics that we are talking about it today they are we trying to implement in our class and uh, because a truly um, individual should believe in themselves they can create they can be out of box thinking they should know that the group work group team is important and all these issues that you need to get involved with it so um the issues is like a These are the leadership characteristic of corporate entrepreneurship. Now, the establishing corporate entrepreneurship has a few characteristics that if they don't have it, you, you need an individual, a company should establish these things. The first step is to secure the top management. The top management should be believing in entrepreneurship, open ideas that we said, uh, flexibility, flat communication, multi-communications. So the, the management should be committed to that. The second is identify area of interest and money available. So management and the company, which has a, uh, they should identify which areas are they're, they're interested in and if there is a money available doesn't have to be they're holding the money access to that resource once again we said that um, the third is use the technology to make the company more flexible now if you're a small company you might use the technology access to database large database using the high-end application to look big enough for the end user, the customer. And if you're a big company, you might want to utilize some uh, CRM, a small application here and there, give the individualities for each uh, 
organize a small, comp uh, small, small number of people to really operate as an entrepreneur. The fourth thing is interested manager will train their employees. So in the entrepreneurship, usually, for example, management travels, try to grasp new ideas, meet other people grasping new ideas, and they will be training their own employees on, on these ideas. Um, the, the fifth thing that uh, develop ways to get closer to customer. The more you understand the customer, the more you are able to come with the creative ways um, to solve their problems or to make their life better. When you're making a customer life better means he is valuing more than you than the rest of the competition and probably or, or is willing to pay more for that. The sixth is uh, learn to be more productive with the fewer resources. So the less resources that you have, you need to be more productive with them. And establish a strong support structure. As we said, multi-communication, more flatter organization, faster uh, support and approvals. And the eight is tie the reward performance of the entrepreneurial uh, unit. So the entrepreneur people or the unit itself should not just get paid salaries. They might be getting a percentage of this business start running or just start generating more income or they could have a promotion also. So you need to tie the reward performance of the entrepreneurial unit. And finally, allow successful units to expand and unsuccessful ones to be eliminated. So you give the timing, you give it standards, you, um, probably a certain base level that you, when you call off an, an, a new venture and when you call on a new business. These are the things that uh, a corporation should maintain or start uh, getting them in that. So entrepreneurship doesn't have to be you starting a business, you might be joining a company that they have the spirit of entrepreneurship and they try to expand these businesses also. That would be probably as a startup, very good idea for you to start with a company with such a spirit. Now, um, problems and successful efforts. One study found a new venture start within a corporation performs worse than those started independently. And it's a very well known why is that is because in corporation you're still gonna need at least approval and the approval might take time, um, need some resources. So individual can be very flexible to do this their own entrepreneurship uh, venture. Reasoning, as we said, reasoning include the long uh, un, corporations, lack of long-term com commitment also, uh, a, a lack of freedom, as we said, to make a decision and uh, a constrained environment that you have. So there are successful implemented uh, corporate entrepreneurship. Um, there is a stories like a 3M, uh, you know, when they came up with a stick, but took so long to get approval, 
po they posted, you know, something like, uh, you know, stick it and post it, something like, so like this. But it took them longer because they are part of the corporation and took time to get the approval. And it's it. You will learn your ways of uh, how you run your business within the organization. For example, when I uh, I have a, um, I always used a, um, an approach. When I'm in within the organization, uh, I'm trying to push some product or a service or a way of using it. Um. Um, I've always, uh, you know, um, we have in any organization um, sharks uh, for hunters for uh, opportunities, but they don't come up with the opportunities. So I always use this uh, way of doing it is um, um, you just uh, you're just like you're in a boat and you drop one. Uh, tip of a little bit of blood in the water and suddenly you see shark uh, swimming around you. So this is how I usually did it in some of the times is that I go myself and uh, strike the new business and let the other knows and striking a new business that's like a dropping the blood in the water and suddenly I see all these sharks, uh, you know, people who are looking for opportunities or people who are usually running to the dead end of their, their work, they will be swimming around me looking for, uh, have them as a part of the team. So this is one of the way of how to get in the entrepreneurial, uh, create an entrepreneurial spirit. And you would see lots of people will be supporting you once they see some businesses happening there. So implementing um, corporate entrepreneurship can lead to a new product uh, growth and a new corporate environment and culture. And this is from my personal experience. So learning from the failing, you have to know one thing that if you are an entrepreneur, you will be failing definitely. That's not an issue. Uh, you, if you don't fail, that means you're not trying enough uh, and failing is part of being entrepreneur. I failed a few times, which is fine, but how I can overcome this failing, this is the issue that you need to look at it. So learning from failure. Sometimes initiatives fail to achieve their objective and are terminated. These represent an opportunity to learn, actually, and avoid the mistakes in the futures. So mistakes are not bad. Mistakes are something is good and failing is good if you're learning from it. But if you don't, then they are really, you keep repeating it. And people who don't know their history, they doom to uh, repeat uh, the failing or the mistakes again. So there is approaches, but the newest one is individual who using the dual process modeling of coping with the negative emotion, recovering from e, uh, more easily. Then um, process, dual process modeling, we will have a video after that. He's gonna understand better how it works. But in general, 
the dual process requires uh, between two alternative approach to a loss. And that means uh, loss orientation focus on the lo uh, uh, loss event to create an account of the failure. So you're facing the failing and it makes you, uh, instead of avoiding it and uh, looking at it and uh, analyzing, and restoration orientation use distraction from focus energy on the problem. So you move back and forth between these things. One is you look at the, you know, your loss, detail it, see what's causing it, what is uh, analyzing it. And then you move again to the, to the second part where you building the future and creating hope and it's a dual process. This is what you call a dual process. And the practical implications for uh, of the dual process is uh, knowledge that the feeling of loss are normally made reduce feeling of shame and embarrassing. So if you say, "Well, I lost in that," that and you can expose it, then you will feel less shame and less embarrassed from that because this is makes it easier for you to face this the, the, the loss before because it is things that we learn from history usually from our losses and realizing the psychological the physical and physiological uh, outcome caused by the loss are symptoms can can reduce the secondary source of a stress and assist that the choice of treatment so if these things, because you lost, there is people are walking away from you. This is a symptom of loss, and it's not. It should not be affecting way of your thinking. If the event, if some investors are taking their money back, this is the symptoms of the loss. And that, if you look at it this way, uh, it will help you to look at it. Say, okay, so next time when I'm being successful there is more people will come around me. There is more resources will be available for me. So you, you need to separate the loss itself from the symptom itself. And there is a process of recovering from the failure is to learn which offers some comfort that the feeling of loss will soon diminish. So the more you're facing and the more you're working with this dual approach, the more this feeling of loss will go away. And you should be believing in that. And these, uh, or as a company should believe in that also. It doesn't matter whether corporate or individual entrepreneur. The recovery and learning process can be enhanced by use of a dual process model of coping with the negative emotions. So uh, dual process is you coping with the negative uh, things because you need, you see there's two part if you lose in one venture once you start saying you give yourself and you're feeling sorry and you sit and don't do anything and the second thing you start feeling that you're not going to be uh, accomplishing thing but if you're moving back and forth and trying to create an account for the loss and separate the symptom from the loss itself you start exposing these things and being less embarrassment and, and creating a hope 
then you, you're taking away coping with the negative uh, emotion is there. I, I guess the video would probably will explain it more in the psychological part of it than in the business, but it's true about the business also. So recovery from loss offer an opportunity to learn more about entrepreneurship. So don't look at the loss as, a, as something that um, uh, will stop you or put you in a negative. It's, it's more things that you learn from earlier failures. And this is probably end of the chapter two. Uh, on the next class, we'll be talking about chapter three. So uh, I hope you have a good time and uh, we'll continue uh, with this. Bye for now.